0: Hello, welcome back to the Electric Car Podcast, and tonight it's me, Danny, and my co-host... Rich. Uh, rich.
1: <laughs> I'm still rich. I'm still here, but rich. not rich.
0: <laughs> rich. Rich by name, but not by nature. Rich by name, not by nature. Well, you should be, because you're saving all that money now. For well, it. yeah, of course.
1: I'm with my electric car.
0: Yeah, you're stashing it, basically, aren't you?
1: If only. It. Um, it's been stashed in my wife's bank account, I think. Oh, right. <laughs> Okay,
0: <laughs> so tonight... We're going to start off by looking at an article, basically in the newspaper. Um, and if we're based in the United Kingdom, in the UK, and here there is this uh, very strange institution called the Daily Mail, which is a very powerful organization. Actually, um, I don't quite know how powerful, but a lot
1: of it's people. Probably, don't. apparently, it's the biggest. It's the widest read. Um, newspaper online newspaper in the world in the world which, yeah um... that's scary it is for lots of reasons
0: okay well <laughs> the reason that we're picking on them today is that i'll read the headline out if you don't mind Okay. the headline comes up uk could need twenty more nuclear power stations if electric cars take over our roads and cause massive strain on Power Network that's the headline okay so um Rich do you want to kick us off with what I expect you say but Uh, right you might as well say it anyway where
1: oh where to start where to even start on this one right Uh, you're right I read the headline with some uh with with uh first of all I thought it was genuinely thought it was a joke um it said um, something along the line. Said research said low-emission vehicles cause a massive strain on the power grid. Um, Transport for London research said London would need two power plants alone, etc., etc. Yeah. Now, <laughs> it, I suppose it would depend greatly if if every single person that drives an, a car in this country took an electric car tomorrow. Yeah, I suppose. We would need um, we would need uh, extra power generation, but I think they've I think they've kind of missed kind of missed lots of points really. In fact, there's so many I don't even know where to start really. Okay, <sighs> where's the start? Okay, right. First of all, nuclear power plants. Nuclear power plants uh, generate uh, power. Most gen- nuclear power plants generate about 1.3 um, Gig- gigawatts. Surely. Yeah, gigawatts of power per per reactor, which is pretty amazing when you think about it. Even though they're a bit scary when they go wrong. Now I the electrical the electric uh, supply that I use um doesn't have any um it's a freely available one, it's not, nothing supersonic or specialist and uh, it only draws um power from renewables and they seem to be able to do it quite happily. Uh, they only use solar, wind and uh, tidal. I think they're kind of missing the point that electric cars only use the same amount of power to charge overnight. I mean, not, not, we're not talking about, you know, your rapid chargers now you use high capacity charge. We're talking about, uh, uh, you know, like uh, you literally, you the ones that plug in to your wall in your garage, like mine, and that uses about my charger. My charger has got a maximum charge capacity of of 10. Of, I think it's 10 amps which is about the same as a vacuum cleaner <laughs> in fact it's less than a vacuum cleaner they use 13 amp fuse vacuum cleaners mine's only got a tiny a tiny little setup i think tesla's draw more power but they don't ha- i don't think they have um uh, slow charges do they i think they've only got these rapid charges but what are they saying they're saying that um we shouldn't do it um because it costs too much in electrical power well, you don't. first of all, you don't have to generate your power from, electric, from nuclear power. It's just That's just crazy. And um, electric cars, you charge them overnight. It's costing you pennies. It really is. I mean, I reckon it costs me about three quid a night to charge my car, if that. And I get about 60, 60 to 70 miles out of it, depending on how I drive it. And you start thinking about that. That is not a huge amount of power. Yes, that's only one person, and I suppose if you were generating many thousands more, but you know that is very far in the future, I think. But what really okay. made me laugh was was the comments, was the comments on the on the on the article. The Daily Mail, if you're not, if our listeners know, the Daily Mail are, are a very, if you like, establishment paper. They very, they were very pro, they're very far right. In fact. I think they're a bit far too far right for my liking. That's why I don't read it. You know, I don't like extremes of anything. It just really really scares me. But anyway...
0: <laughs> Alright. So, I tell you what, we'll, we'll go on to That'd the uh, under-the-line um, comments for, for a bit of amusement a bit later. Um, yeah. What uh, appalled me about this headline was... Okay, so UK could need 20 more nuclear power stations if electric cars take over our roads and... Co- right. There's so many kind of... Oh, I don't know what you call that <laughs> form of journalism, but there's so many things kind of... It's, it's kind bad. of striking... It tr- it's trying to clutch yeah. together too many things. So, it's bad journalism. So is cars what it is. take over our roads. I mean, take mm. over our roads. A, a, a very strange phrase. I mean oh they're taking over our roads they're immediately putting a negative um, connotation on that Um,
1: I loved how they asked Paul Blacklock I don't know this (laughs) chap of um, colour they've asked this uh, industry expert for uh, his advice and he said everyone's saying that we need to go wholly electric future but they aren't being honest about the possible cost frustration is vehicle manufacturers choosing not to make other options available right now Paul Blacklock is um, he works for Kala who produce gas based fuel car uh, gas based fuel for cars which is available at about 1,500 filling stations across the United Kingdom. So he's not really an unbiased opinion because you know turkeys do not vote for Christmas so, unless yeah. they're dopey turkeys, unless they're really
0: stupid turkeys. So you have to you know? follow the money on this a oh, bit. That um, one, so. yeah. And uh, it's just so ridiculous to say UK could need 20 more nuclear power stations I mean I think you've already kind of mentioned it but as if that was the only option as if there weren't yeah. dozens and yeah. dozens of other options Absolutely. I mean, it might be more accurate to say UK could need the equivalent of 20 more nuclear power stations it, you yep. know that might be more much 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 more accurate, but mm. to say it this is kind of implying nuclear power stations we're gonna to have dotted all over England f- because of electric cars that's what that's what this headline is implying, and that is that is just absurd now personally, I agree that there needs to be more power generation in the u k And part of that is going to be because of electric cars. Mm. However, not in a million years do I think that they need to be building nuclear power stations, not even one. In fact, I think they should be closing them down. Mm. Um, Because um, there are so many opportunities in renewables, it's unbelievable. And um, my personal preference, apart from... I think it was in issue episode one, we talked about um, the Seven Barrage. uh,
1: Yeah, yeah, Tidal Barrier. Yeah, Yeah.
0: Tidal Lagoon, I think they're calling it. Um, That's so obvious. It's a huge amount, huge source of power in the UK, and um, we've got listeners in Norway and Finland, and of course, hydroelectric is massive there. Um, Undoubtedly. But for me, my preference is a combination of solar which can be put everywhere, even in the UK. Um, you know, these solar panels are dirt cheap now. They are...
1: Yeah, um, very efficient. They're incredibly cheap and very efficient. There's a power plant um, in Bishops Cleeve, which is, um, uh, is literally, I don't know, about three miles from my house. And, you know, you can go past it and I think most people have no idea it's there um, because it's a power plant that you know it doesn't tower above everything because even the transformers are about less than the height of a house and you know the there's a couple of uh, acres of uh solar cells photovoltaic cells <clears throat> and they're left, they're only about two meters off the ground so yeah and they're silent <laughs> they're silent and, you know, I, I if see... they go wrong, you know, you know, if they go wrong, so what? You just have to go and wipe them. That's about the worst thing. If anything goes wrong with a nuclear reactor, it's a very big, big, big problem.
0: Oh, it's a it's a big problem. The expense of it is way um, more yeah. than solar.
1: Oh, but that's the problem, isn't it? I don't want to think that I'm some kind of crazy uh, conspiracy theorist, but, you know, you know, the thing about renewables that really... Uh, and uh, gets to people I think gets to people in power is that it's free I think that and you know governments very rarely want to give you things for free it just it just doesn't compute to them also the initial the initial setup is the only real is the only real problem. I appreciate that tidal lagoons are cost billions to make many millions to make, but again they are uh the power is there every day and you know it, what can go wrong with them
0: for me solar is you know very very it's very quick i had solar installed on yeah. on my roof and from ordering it to having it done it was about 10 days you know yeah. and there you That's have uh, a capacity of 4 kilowatts um, admittedly, during the winter there is nowhere near four kilowatts being produced. You, you know, there might be in the region of uh, three hundred watts or so at mm. at uh, the peak of day, um, yeah. which isn't a great deal. But then in the summer it will get up to four kilowatts. Um, mm. But it's the speed that you can do it. That's what impresses me: is that you can think, "Oh, I want solar power." And then two weeks later, you can have it. And you know, compared to yeah. um, building power stations and all the rest of it, which uh, t- takes an awful, awful long time, um, nuclear powers would take even longer. I think they're for, oh. in my mind crazily going ahead with this. Oh, the um, Point. Yeah. Well, I never. I honestly
1: never thought it was ever in question that it was going to be built when I saw how much money was going to be made from it. I immediately realised that there was no way on this earth that... And also, it, it's the... It's the... The const, the maintenance. The constant maintenance uh, and of the site as well. And it's... If you like, it's administration for running it. It was never... For me, it was never an option that it was going to be uh, stopped. I always thought that it was going to go ahead. Um, it shouldn't, in my opinion. Because... We should, we, should be, we shouldn't be building them. Yes, I understand that they have some advantages, and it, it hasn't escaped many people's attention uh, that are very green thinking that once nuclear uh, nuclear power was the dirty power. It was the power that we don't want because we saw what happened at Chernobyl, we saw what happened at Three Mile Island, and we saw what now we've seen what happened at Fukushima. And um, it's it's too it's too risky. They're just too risky for my liking. And you know now they come back. Now they're coming back because we've got this thing about um, uh, man-made uh, global warming. Uh, we are uh, changing the atmosphere very obviously by using uh, carbon uh, carbon-based fuels. And so nuclear power is back again. You know it's come back. Uh, it's it's ceased to become the sort of pariah it's now wow you know remember, remember nuclear power by the way uh, that doesn't produce any carbon no I suppose it doesn't but <laughs> it does produce various isotopes of uranium and plutonium and they have half lives of, of many many thousands of years you know once it's the the amount of energy they still they're still highly dangerous they're still extremely energetic they're no, no use for fuel, but they're extremely energetic, and you know you can't you just can't do anything with it except hide it. That's the only way to deal with it it's just to put it in the ground and but it's waste.
0: incredibly expensive as well that's what yeah that's, that's the thing yeah. I can't get my head round is it is yeah if you factor in the decommissioning cost which you have yeah. to because leave you can't just leave it running for 30 years and say all oh, right that's it um we'll just leave it as it is the decommissioning of it costs practically as much as building it yeah so that's um all of the um in the in great britain i think britain was the first country to build nuclear power
1: i think we were one of the first yeah we but we used to build uh, agrs advanced gas cooled reactors which um are a little bit safer, they have another step away from the core, but
0: uh but they they've been decommissioning quite yeah. quite a few over the last ten yeah. years or so, and
1: they take such a long time
0: and it's very, very, very costly, yeah, um so you have to factor that into the equation of saying, well, you know when when you're talking about national strategies for power, you have to think. Twenty thirty years ahead, solar power, as far as I can as far as I know, I might be wrong um solar power uh degenerates by approximately one percent per year
1: oh, you mean the photovoltaic cells yeah. yeah they don't they don't have an infinite life they do get yeah you're right uh u v to bits
0: and so realistically. You might be talking about fifty sixty years of life, something like that before it's yeah. practically that's, useless that's a
1: huge length of time that's a long that's,
0: it, a, yeah. that's a long po- point that's of a, time
1: almost a lifetime for <laughs> most people for some people well yeah, and it's two thirds of a lifetime isn't it
0: it's... after after which um I don't think there's any particularly great problem in disposal no? or
1: just recycle them. In fact, they can be recycled, really recycled, yeah,
0: so it's not it's no uh-huh. bigger job than getting your tiles taken off or whatever, so no no big deal there um so yeah, going back to this daily mail thing um but they we, are
1: notorious for it the, you know, the daily ne-
0: the daily mail newspaper yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah. okay let's have let's it. have a bit of fun with the underline under the line comments.
1: Well, they they have a famous. Uh, uh, it's uh, it's almost become on Twitter. It's almost become uh, a sport to look at the Daily Mail. And if you see if you see a juicy, well, a lot of people that read the Daily Mail, I think suspect that a lot of people read it and read it in the same way that they are. They just read it as a sort of a bit of a comic, really, you know. And some of the, the headlines are so outrageous that people don't bother reading the articles. They go straight to the comments.
0: Okay, because well, it, you get a real snippy, <laughs> real, real. It took juicy me about snap point, a snapshot. It took me two minutes of scrolling to get below the line because I had to like wade yeah, my way through of um, um,
1: celebrity columns.
0: You'll never guess.
1: Yeah.
0: What da 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 all that sort of nonsense. Okay. One so, of my
1: favorites is uh, what Major General says. Uh, What's the point of electric cars? Question doesn't put a question in. But anyway, they have a limited range, and what happens if you're stuck on a motorway and the battery runs out? And this chap, Martin, he could have written it, Martin, could have written it for me. Said, what happens if you're stuck on the motorway? What happens if you're stuck on, the, on a motorway and the petrol runs out? <laughs> Besides, EVs don't use energy when they're stationary. That's the point, actually. If you haven't got the heater or the aircon on, they'll sit for days uh, with their batteries quite happily. If you have your engine running... Uh, for, uh, for about nine hours, you won't have any engine, yeah, fuel left. It's actually happened to me when I had many years ago when I had a, an old, a knackered old uh, a Porsche. Um, I got stuck on this flood in Tewkesbury, because I live in Tewksbury, which is a, a very floody, it's very prone for flooding, and it flooded the motorway. and I was stuck on the motorway for like 16, 17 hours, and um, my, my, I was nearly out of fuel you know, it was very easy to do and I had a full tank when I started anyway so and this chap put well if you're one of the original IMAs that you can buy for under 5,000 which we referred to last week isn't limited if you're only doing 10 miles a day the national average which is I've uh, forgotten to add of 30 miles a day is the maximum average people drive their cars it's not the biggest so uh, some people drive further some will drive closer but that's the national average Yeah, so much for green energy, he says, uh, someone. And a lot of people, they go, I I tend to as well, I must admit, (laughs) is I go best rated and worst rated, because you've got the uh, the polar opposites. Like this one chap, for some reason, he doesn't seem to be able to get his head around the fact that someone has mentioned that hydrogen is H2 rather than just h he doesn't understand that hydrogen is a bipolar molecule that cannot exist in a single form. We only put it on the periodic table as H because that's just the way it is. <laughs> but in the real world, it can't exist. And he just doesn't seem to understand this. And then he keeps, eventually he gets very stressed and says, let's just call it hydrogen, like this non-existent substance H2. Okay, mate. <laughs>
0: Fair enough. <laughs> so, so he thinks that, basically, he thinks H2 is some kind of conspiracy. Yeah,
1: yeah it's, just, it's, it's made up. Well, no, it isn't. It's the most common molecule in the universe, Yeah. <laughs> right? And then at the, the bottom, of course, the worst-rated, generally speaking, the worst-rated ones are the most sensible. You see, normally on, on sites, uh, you know, news sites or any other site, for that matter, ex- that's with, with looking for an expert's opinion, the best-rated ones are usually the most sensible. But on the male, it's the reverse. Usually the worst-rated things are the most sensible because mail readers are not reasonable and <laughs> this is not reasonable they are you know they're so far right wing that you know um, you know Idi Amin would probably say Phew, calm down you know easy tiger I mean this wine chap's put this is the very very top the very very worst rated comment the worst rated this is nonsense most people would, most vehicles are plugged in to charge up overnight when there is a lull in electricity demand so not only is there plenty of capacity to charge lots of vehicles it even does it when the power companies are favored because they don't have to ramp up power stations up and down all over the day, um, which is a fair comment because that's the thing, isn't it? There are peaks and troughs of demand with power, like with most things. And so this guy's pointed that out and he's been, he's been dropped to the very bottom of the list. But, you know, <laughs> this is the Daily Mail. Um, you know, they, it, I, I, I mean, I have to smile. When, whenever I see the Daily Mail making any kind of comment on any kind of scientific process or scientific thing, I immediately, don't bother reading the article because there's no point because the article won't have anything in it of great interest. I mean, as you say quite rightly at the beginning of our, our, our pod, this thing about the, the language alone... You know, is is very is so biased. They don't have anybody in the article, I don't think. And I had some chap from. Um, I think they have mentioned something about the the mayor of London, Sadiq Khan, wants to extend the ultra low emission zone in London, which is a spare comment because people are starting to get problems with their breathing relating to toxic air. They reckon nine and a half thousand people every year die in London alone. Because of the illnesses relating to breathing in pollution. Now, if you want to re- reduce that, surely it would be a, a good thing, <laughs> I think. But it isn't. Not for these people. Not for these people. You know, and and not, I mean, some of the uh, the comments are just hilarious. Just, they just make me laugh. It just really, really make me laugh. Okay. You know it is well, i fear i fear <laughs> for and really do
0: just just um for my own um education there is such a thing as heavy hydrogen isn't there you mean um
1: uh, there are isotopes of hydrogen yes you talk talking about uh, uh, deuterium deuterium and yeah tritium tritium uh, tritium's a bit unstable but deuterium's fairly fairly decent stuff yeah it's yeah. got an extra neutron okay does that make it h3 uh, it makes it H. Yeah, it could make it H3O uh, if you if you make yeah. Okay. You could you think that you can have H4O as well? It's um, it's hydrogen is very strange stuff. Okay. Very strange.
0: Okay, so at the moment H is reserved for a member of steps in the the nineties um, nineties <laughs> dance band. H2. H2, yeah. We are keeping that. <laughs> Daily Mail we're keeping our H2 get your hands <laughs> off <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah
1: yeah you can't you can't have our H2 no we had H2 before I mean you know I mean fair play to H he he did very well really out of steps and good luck to him bless him good luck to the bloke uh, but H2 no no one's having our H2 alright okay no we're so, keeping that
0: um <laughs> right going back on Purely electric car news. We saw an article in the Financial Times, which looked quite interesting. News from South Korea. Yes,
1: yes, indeed.
0: Have you got that? Yes, one indeed. In yeah.
1: I was I was looking at another one. Strange enough, I was looking at a review on um, their one of their um, EV cars. Uh, their I uh, long Lon- I can't even say it. I'm hopeless with uh, I'm hopeless. Science, yeah, you know, um, but. Languages. I'm hopeless. I have to put my hands up straight away. I think it's called an Ionic. I would say.
0: Okay, I'm just trying to find my. I think
1: so. I think it's called an Ionic. uh, It's I-O-N-I-Q, and I think that's a sort of little play on, on the, on the, uh, uh, yeah, Ionic. I think it's. um, Well, we had the hybrid, didn't we, for quite a while. Um, It's the hybrid one is, is probably a rival for the prius or prius depending on which part of the country you're from but um which the uh, the prius is probably amazing i mean the um this ionic is a, is a pretty pretty clever little car it's got your standard sort of um uh it's well it's actually it's not it's got quite a big it's got a quite a big electric motor actually it develops 295 newton metres of torque which is pretty hefty I think, that's about 119 brake horsepower equivalent considering it weighs about as much as a crisp packet that's going to make it go quite quickly uh, it's got a 20 kilowatt hour 28 kilowatt hour polymer battery so it's again it's it has 175 mile range uh, they're, they're saying so that's quite an interesting one and I thought, mm they obviously yeah. they're obviously aim that squarely at the prius uh, the um uh the plug in price, and at, at and the bmw perhaps at the i3 uh, it aims squarely at that it's uh, it's 24000 pounds which is um not a prohibitive you pay that for a lot of
0: cars have become yeah. uh, they've got a lot more expensive in the last yeah, ten, 10 years or so i've noticed that yeah. so that Things that were costing 18 grand are now costing sort of 26, 27. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, definitely. So I don't know quite why that inflation has happened in cars, but it has. Um, I don't know. One one of the things there's there's a strange thing about in particularly in the United States and pe- and our listeners in the United States might be um, probably much more familiar than this than we are about some manufacturers bringing out a electric car but not really putting it into production uh, yeah. and certainly not selling it from their showrooms properly. And it's something to do with compliance. It's something to do with um, complying with, uh, with various yeah. states yeah. Um, that say that if you are a manufacturer, you have to produce a, yeah. a zero carbon... Output car, um, yeah. I think there's
1: a little bit of that going on, <laughs> but
0: but what I was going to say was to me, this um, the announcements from South Korea, Hyundai, don't seem to be at all based on that cli- uh, no compliance kind of thing. It seems to be very ambitious. They're talking about the figures they're talking about by 2020, the government wants 250,000 electric vehicles on the road um not far away i mean we're 2017 now so we're not talking in some dim distant future um 250,000 on the road that's that's a fair mm. few isn't it uh, yeah it's a lot yeah. yeah so they seem to be taking it quite seriously
1: but hyundai i like this aren't they they they're a little bit of a dark horse i think i drove my my father-in-law had a hyundai years ago it was a really old accent i think it was and it mm. i well, I, I drove it thinking, oh dear, oh dear, you know, I, I'm not really. It looks a bit sort of awful. But the more, and I got. Uh, he asked me to do a little, just a little thing. He was a little bit sort of skittish about changing a fuse, believe it or not. So uh, we pulled the panel out. But I have to say, I was quite impressed by the level of equipment <laughs> that it had. It certainly was a lot better than mine, a <laughs> lot better than my car, and it was a much more modern car. I had, a, I think, I had a uh, an, an Astra, but a Vauxhall Astra, General Motors car. At that stage, and, and it was a, this, this car. It was incredibly cheap to run. He, tax on it was very, very low. Um, so I, I wouldn't. I'd never discount Iron I they're, they're quite forward-thinking and equipment for the money. You know, and I remember, I remember. You know, it used to be that they were they were all seen as a little bit of a joke. Really, you know, they were awful cars. Oh, you don't want one of those cars. They're they're like all plastic and this and. Except, of course, that they always worked. You know, they, they have, so the build quality is so good, and the level of equipment was so high. And I have to say, I'm not sure I'd want to go back to buying non-Japanese. I mean, there's me saying I've got a Persia, but it's not really a Persia. It's a Mitsubishi. I right, mean, yeah. Well, you know, so you know, so it's.
0: I've had bad experiences with certain european models um i'm not going to i'm not going to say which ones because people get angry with me um and i, I don't think i've ever, ever had a japanese car but i i would never i wouldn't have any problem about buying either a korean or a japanese car no. as i tend no. to whenever i look at stats for reliability and such like they tend to come up very, very high. Uh,
1: yeah, they are. They they're just well made. Yeah. I mean, I had a Honda for years, and I've had. I mean, I I have to put my hands up and say that I've had mostly motorbikes in my adult life yeah. um, over the cars, and um, I don't. I've only really had Japanese bikes. I've never really um, had anything that's European. You know, I just. I, and I, it's not necessarily that. I am you know uh, I've got a problem with European bikes at all it's nothing to do with that it's just that I've always found that Honda were just, just almost almost boringly reliable it was just amazing get on that mm. bike it was like I had this old VFR and it would just doesn't matter it didn't matter what the weather was like no matter how, f- mm. how freezing cold it was that bike would start
0: yeah well, I had, I had, I had a Suzuki uh, you know? that was um yeah utterly reliable um so yeah, I don't have any qualms about um, adopting either no. Ki- Kia or Hyundai. Yeah, um, Kia. I wouldn't. I wouldn't rate any European models particularly above them. Really. Um, no, not
1: anymore. No, they used to be. Uh, possibly, I understand that they were back in the 70s, but even then, they started to. You know, impress people with their reliability. Yeah. I mean, this this uh, ionic, the 2017 model. Um, I mean, looking at the specs on it, it doesn't look any different really from, an, or if you, if such an you know a so-called ordinary car, except but it's a bit, it's more expensive. I mean, 100 and 118 horsepower is about the same you'd get from most little sort of medium-sized, medium to large-sized family saloon cars. You know uh top speed hundred miles per hour, just over the hundred 0 to sixteen just under ten seconds, nine point nine and it has a hundred and seventy four mile range, which will get you most well considering that your average journey is thirty miles a day, that's your average journey. mine's about thirty miles, I'm right at the edge of mine, and uh i i've never had yeah. I've never had any kind of uh, range anxiety. And when I did once, when I, I went to a, uh, went to another school to do um, uh, one of these, uh, you know, uh, meet and greet other schools sort of thing, and I went there and did, I spent half a day there, and I drove back and I thought, mm, uh, yeah, I want to be a bit close. I, I was still, I was confident of getting home, okay, but I just pulled up and charged up at the roadside at a, a rapid charger, and you know, it didn't really. It took me twenty minutes, and I got when I got some lunch. You know, it's just. It, it just doesn't bother me really I don't really get stressed about range because I know that my car won't run out of fuel it's it just you just plan your journeys a bit better I mean considering it's this this Ionix range I think it's probably going to give Nissan um, and BMW not necessarily nightmares but I certainly think they'll be looking at it I would have thought and uh, I think the Leaf is an amazing car. It's not the best electric car on the on the road. I hasten to add. I think that's probably the Tesla, because of its because of its range and, and yeah. just it's just amazing. But for for all for us mere mortals, I think Leaf takes some beating.
0: I'm just looking at the Ionic now. Um, the first thing that strikes me is how similar a lot of that. Mm. Um, size of car looking nowadays Uh, yeah I mean if
1: what do you mean yeah I mean the Leaf it does look a bit like a Leaf I think no Uh, I was thinking more like and the Prius
0: I was thinking (laughs) with the sloping back and everything I was thinking it looks more like a uh, well gosh there's so many that do look like that you've got the Vauxhall oh
1: I see you mean petrol cars yeah the the
0: Insignia um, yes it does doesn't it yeah yeah there's jaguar models that are very similar yeah. looking to that um i think it
1: looks quite nice it, it quite does tidy. look it does look nice yeah. it
0: seems to be uh it's so it's it's so weird in a way i this is one of my confessions the car the car that i fell in love with the looks of and i did get it uh was a citroen citroen c six um, yeah nice car and it w- yeah it's a nice car to look at and ah. when it's working it's a nice car to be in when it's not working it's a um, different story a big pain in the bum yeah um, <laughs> but yeah, they I did I think they did draw this shape first if you know what right. I mean
1: so you think it was a form over function sort of uh, problem
0: well they they drew that I think they drew that shape that um the, i'm looking at the ionic now and yep. i think that that shape was originally a, a citroen shape
1: it is very Citroën-y. very um, insignia mm.
0: but um i uh i did i managed to get rid of that car somehow or another <laughs> um and i've i've tried to <laughs> i've tried to say to myself that yes one day I'm going to see that car on eBay for about thirty thousand quid. I know I will.
1: But... <laughs> <laughs> don't don't even go there. I had a Porsche. I had an old 924, which is uh, fam- which was famous, wasn't it, in the in the uh, motoring world for having a van engine. And all of my friends uh, reminded me every day that I drove that car, that my car had a van engine in it. But I knew it was just naked, unadulterated jealousy because I had a Porsche you know yeah. and even though it was a, it was a, it was a bit of an old car it was it was 30 years old i think when i got it but it it always gave me a little bit of a smile even though it was an absolutely awful car <laughs> in many ways you know because its level you know its equipment level and it was was good but uh, you know and its performance was surprisingly good but uh, it's still 30 year old technology you know and uh, even if it was advanced at the time you know, it's very, very basic, really. I mean, I have to say, my 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 little, uh, you know, Mive does is in every way a better car. You know, uh, even though it's it's not a Porsche, but in every way a better car, in every single way. You know, except in it for practicality alone, and the yeah. fact that just just the sheer the sheer cost of running it is just just. It's zero. Oh, that's saying I've, I've got to I've got to spend money on it on Thursday. It's got to have an MOT, which is uh, for for people uh, non UK citizens. They are um, it's like a, a certificate the government make you get every year for your car to say it's roadworthy. Um, the um, my mechanic is uh, he's almost scratching his head. He says I've never had an electric car. He says to do an MOT on before. He says they're all uh, they're all diesels round here. He says in his uh, Gloucester accent. I mean, uh, the the. I'm wondering how many. So we we sort of brushed on, didn't we, a couple of weeks ago, that uh, our friends in China uh, were were producing um, some pretty interesting cars with uh, yeah. uh, impressive figures. I mean, how real world they are, I don't know. But um, and I'm wondering if we're beginning to see now that people are starting to get on that uh the electric vehicles are actually quite popular. And if you can someone it wasn't it um I think it was the BBC's motoring journalist, I can't remember his name was it Quinton Letts? he used to be motoring journalist didn't he for um uh, the B and he said that the that range, uh initial cost and charging were always going to be the the only three things that were really stopping electric cars from taking off in a big way because they are superior in it, almost mo- in most ways to um, they're extremely quiet and all the other things that go with them and um, we're starting to see aren't we that range is starting to get Is starting to be hit hard by some very you know
0: yeah I can you know see... they're
1: starting to hammer the hell out of the range I mean the Tesla's range is amazing isn't it it's ridiculous yeah 300 on miles probably 250 in the real world but and this is 175 probably 150 that's I'd be so happy with hundred and fifty mile range
0: well that's it's it's enough for an awful lot of people um yeah because it means that you can get down to London or whatever um charge up and get back again mm-hmm. um and that's that's quite a big deal um you know it is, it would so. be it would be for me mm. um
1: no congestion charge
0: yeah, parking's did, very I, cheap. I'm not sure what the selling price is of the Ionic, as what, yet. What
1: for? Oh, oh, yeah. We don't know. No, what well, residual values? We don't. know really... no, The new price. Oh no! Its new price is uh, twenty-five thousand after government grant.
0: Yeah. So broadly equivalent to one of the higher spec Leafs. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's um, the same as a Leaf, yeah. I mean, how much is a how much is a brand new? Um, what's the equivalent of uh, Mondeo or something like that you're probably looking at over 20 grand now I would have thought
1: it depends on I think it depends very much on the spec doesn't it yeah um, but
0: I um, would it, I think do um, it... you, know, for, I, for,
1: I, you know it's funny but you know just thinking out loud when you were talking about um, about tax advantages of electric cars I wonder if you started factoring that in for because a lot of people are buying Mondeo or something for you know um, I'm wondering whether uh, uh, it's about twenty thousand, uh, as of uh, just a, yeah it's twenty two thousand estate models. Uh, twenty twenty to twenty two thousand. If you have the super duper ones, they're they're thirty thousand, aren't they? Uh, ish. Yeah. So but, it's uh, not. Yeah. It's not, not much
0: difference. more. No. You know, maybe sort of five grand, four or five grand more than a Mondeo. I
1: mean, don't get me wrong. The Mondeo is an is an astoundingly good car. It, it really is. It's a. It's again. It's bo- almost boringly predictable car. It's uh. It's extremely. It's well. It's well made and uh. They're they're pretty. They're extremely reliable. And then we fam- didn't didn't famously Top Gear couldn't find anything wrong with it at all. <laughs> you know, They just said we like we, we like to say something bad about it, but we just can't.
0: No, well, I've had them on day myself, and yeah, they're good it, cars. It was. Absolutely fine. Um yeah. so twenty or twenty ish, twenty one, twenty two grand for a Mondeo
1: mm. <laughs> I I tell you if I had that kind of money in my pocket and I had to choose, I think I might be going with the Hyundai.
0: For for a range of hundred and seventy ish miles Definitely. The Hyundai would yep. It would win it for me if I had yeah. if I had to have either one of those tomorrow. I
1: think so. Yeah, I think so, me too. Um, the range alone is, uh, is, uh, is very tempting I know there are some other issues that, that, that uh, manufacturers could do with sorting out one of them for me would be auxiliary equipment if I had to really put my finger on what the only, it's the only thing about my car my electric car that really gives me any sort of oh, bloody hell you know, it really, it really gives me that sort of looking at the sky moment. It's the only thing, and that is if auxiliary equipment like uh, your heater, uh, because there is no, you know, furnace going off in underneath your bonnet like with the normal car. Yeah. Then you have to electrically heat it, and your 12 volt battery just can't can't cope with it. So it uses the propulsion battery um, to get the amps, and I guess that is. Uh, the way that standard electric heaters work. Now, unless there's some kind of uh, breakthrough in the way that we heat things, I don't know. Uh, that, that's because that will knock 20 odd percent off your range. Yeah. reckon, Easy.
0: Although the yeah. the way to ameliorate it is to heat it all up before you start pre-heat. using it. Yeah.
1: Yeah. That's that is an option that uh, I use in the winter a lot. Is I preheat my car. And it, it does make a difference because it's nice, toasty, warm when you get in. Everything's demisted and clear. But uh, I just think that that's that's something they that could. I don't know. Perhaps uh, perhaps there just isn't any other way of doing it. I don't know.
0: Yeah, they might have a bit yeah. of um, spent nuclear fuel. Kicking around that you could.
1: Well, did, didn't Matt Damon do that in The Martian? I remember I read I read uh, Andy Weir's book a long time before I saw the <laughs> film, and uh, I, I know a lot of uh, a lot of my science science teacher colleagues just literally looked at me in horror. What are you reading there? Oh, it's, uh, it's science. Fi- it's, it's science fiction. <laughs> you know, it just didn't compute to them that science fiction even existed. A lot of them, bless them, but uh, and I said, oh, it's very good. It's quite hard sci-fi. Yeah, but you see, I was always looked down upon anyway because I'm more planetary science, really, so it's not real science, is it, planetary science. <laughs> it's astrophysics. We don't really do that, do we? You know, it's not real science, is it? It's just looking at stuff. <laughs> and so, as one of my chemist friends said, he thought it was hilarious. so thought he was the funniest joke of all time. I see what he was going with it, though. Yeah, it's just not real science, though, it's rich. It's just looking at things.
0: Yeah, well, I, I listened to... Um... <laughs> I listen to the infinite monkey cage you know the the podcast <laughs> with uh, Brian Cox and oh, Robin Ince and that. that lot and yeah um, normally in most of the shows one type of scientist is basically mocking the other type of scientist they do they're terrible physicists are Physi- notorious for physicists it physicists are doing yeah. damn biologists and biologists oh. are doing damn yeah.
1: Yeah. well you see chemists say to biologists uh, yeah but ultimately biology is basically chemistry isn't it you know you only you just one type of chemistry, <laughs> and physicists uh, immediately will jump in and say, "Yeah, but really, chemistry is kind of physics, isn't it?" <laughs> and then the math teachers will start off starting you. Then, yeah. yeah, but physics is
0: basically maths, isn't it? Well, <laughs> it, I, I think that um, a lot of that sort of joking comes from Monty Python and the uh, the account yeah. the accountant sketch, where he goes in and yeah, um, oh, yeah. Line tamer. Yeah, he wants to be a line tamer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, you,
1: you know all about line taming, do you? Yeah. Oh yes, I know all about it, Mr. Pewty.
0: Uh, apparently, um, John Cleese was uh, quite often approached by accountants and such like. Yeah. You know, <laughs> after he'd made that, <laughs> yeah. and they said, "Oh, that was so funny. That was so funny. That was so. That was like." Mm. And he, said, oh, he said Oh, he oh, said, "Oh, I'm glad you weren't. <laughs> uh, I'm glad you weren't offended." I thought I thought you might have been offended, you being an accountant. He said, "No, no, because he was a chartered accountant, and I'm I'm a management yeah. accountant." Oh, that's <laughs> like, a big difference. <laughs> <laughs> oh well,
1: you know those chartered boys. I mean, really, they they are the what they are on the edge, aren't they? They're the wild boys of the
0: world. They are the lion tamers of the. They are the
1: lion of the, tamers of the wide the, uh, accountancy. Oh, God, uh, the accountancy. <laughs> <laughs> We we're talking about insurance next, uh, the, wasn't it? Uh, I watched the Carry On film the other day, um, about five minutes when I was in the gym, and there was a hilarious uh, scene where some chap, uh, uh, he's a he's a criminal, and he's going to he's going to do. And he wants to go straight, and he says, "Dad, I, I have a terrible confession." I, 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 he says, I, "I've got a job," and they all look at him in horror. "What do you mean you've got a job? Doing what?" He says, oh, "I've got a job in an insurance company," and with that. Without twitching, uh, uh, Sid James says, "Yeah, well, oh, son, I'm a bit disappointed. I, I thought it'd be better for you to go straight for a bit before you went bent. <laughs> 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 you know, and it just it just shows you all those years ago, a <laughs> pupil insurance, we're getting
0: it in the neck, uh, even then. Yeah, I have to confess, oh, yeah. I've never actually seen a Carry On film."
1: You're you're probably one of the very lucky people in this world, then I suspect. Oh, I'm not. Um, They're they're very dated now, of course.
0: Yeah, I, yeah, I was dreading you saying that I would. I simply haven't lived until I have seen. No, 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 no,
1: no. I mean, if you'd have said to me, you know, I've never seen Star Trek before, I would be horrified. Yeah. But not carry on. No. Yeah. Um, I don't think you've really. I don't think you've really lost. We don't life. have to change.
0: We don't have to change our motto to carry on charging instead of keep on. Carry carry on charging.
1: I never gave that a thought. That's a great idea. Is it? We could get a sort of a, a Barbara Windsor to do a sort of one of her giggles towards the end. We should, uh, we should make my, make my
0: euro, tell you the truth. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Actually, dear. that's not true, would it? I, I, it's I'm almost
1: not, Daily Mail again, There, <laughs> I'm back not back.
0: sure where this is all going. Apologies to all of our, our yes. listeners from <laughs> non-UK, non-carry-on film-watching mm. countries who haven't got a clue what we're talking about. But
1: Although, please don't look it up, and please do not look at any on YouTube, because... Your opinion of the United Kingdom uh, will drop dramatically, I suspect, if you were to watch it.
0: You could watch or the abs- you could watch the Monty Python sketch quite. I oh, mean, Python's great! Yeah. It's
1: uh, it's groundbreaking stuff in many ways. I forgot to mention something about this poor car we were talking about. This ionic, uh, ignoring the uh, Alana Morissette jokes potentially. The um, it has. Um, Isn't it, it ionic? You in- <laughs> <laughs> see, uh, I knew they were coming. It's uh, it has an interesting regenerative braking apparently. Um, you know, like normally, return to braking on the on the on the leaf and on my car is uh, is just it's just there. You take, you put off the brake and it slows down really rapidly and scares the pants out of uh, yeah. the uh, never yeah. Taken one yeah. Before, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, because it almost stops on its nose. And um, this doesn't do that. Apparently, <laughs> you can change it, which is I think is quite interesting. I, I'm not sure of any other cars that can do that. Um, you can squeeze up these little paddles behind the steering wheel, so you can you can you can squeeze them. So it's almost like a, a hand brake, like a brake you have on the on the steering wheel, which is I've never seen that before, which is quite clever. Because um, uh, Nissan Leaf is uh, very similar. Nissan Leaf is pretty hard. It, I think it does it to improve range to stop you pressing the brake. Um, some I think the chap says uh, he soon turned it back down again to make smoother progress I mean uh, uh, looking at it I I don't think it's the Kuiper car that if you are if you want uh, to have a bit of a pulse pulse racing time while going to work I can't see that you'll get many you'll really take to this car but if you want a car that's got quite nice uh, quite nice middle of the road sort of looks quite stylish looks I think and uh, for that kind of, for this money, which is, as I say, monday ish isn't it, and you, it's costs you three quid a day to run it, then I, I don't, and especially if it's a company car, I dread to think what the, uh, how much is the, the tax advantages are on this, it's pretty spectacular I imagine, then I can't think of, uh, un, other than having a leaf, what else, what else would you get? I3 perhaps? Yeah. No.
0: I know we've gone, I've gone on before about the company car tax and it is a, it's, it's one of those things that is difficult for me to understate what a difference that will make. Um, I noticed the Vattenfall, the uh, Scandinavian, has just declared that their entire fleet of cars are going to be electric. Mm. Um, admittedly they are involved in electric production because I think it means waterfall in um, Swedish Um, but if companies like uh, well obviously that Swedish company has or they might be uh, Scandinavian I'm not sure Um, but if any company whether it's uh, Hewlett Packard or whoever if they suddenly decree that we're going electric i mean yeah. that that will just send the sales numbers through the roof so fast because you you'd be talking about suddenly putting thirty fifty thousand um orders in for whatever it is yeah i've noticed that like um when uh, when i'm when I was looking for a new car that you'll suddenly get a batch of all the identical cars coming on. <laughs> so you uh I yeah. saw it there was a, there was focuses, like Ford Focuses. Yeah. And there was all of a sudden like they just landed on Auto Trader about mm. three hundred of exactly the same Ford Focus, exactly the same colour, exactly the same model. <laughs> and I yeah. thought they must have just it must have been, you know, the equivalent of your um Hewlett Packard Yeah. You know, having bought all those on, in one go, and then after two or three years, they get rid of them all in one go. And it, yeah, indeed, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, it's a weird thing, but um,
1: with, so uh, you know, we've not really spoken about Ford. I mean, then they they do uh, an electric, don't they? Um, Focus. Uh, there's a yeah. Focus Ford Focus. It's uh, it does not set the world on fire. It's very expensive for a Focus. Of course. Yeah,
0: I think it's one of those compliance cars really Yeah,
1: me too. I think, I, I mean, it it just it's its range is um is seventy miles, seventy miles. But it says it's hundred on the clock, but it, it's seventy odd miles, isn't it? Well, um, for that price, you know, it's it's uh, ah, a bit. No, I yeah. can't see that.
0: Well, I've visited the Ford main dealer twice in the last month or so, and there was mm. no sign of any.
1: No. Well, didn't um, Focus. didn't Aston Martin make a compliance car as well? I don't know. I mean, seriously, they just—they made a little compliance car, a little uh, super mini, because they wanted to get that compliance. Bless them. I mean, I forgive Aston Martin anything. They're so beautiful, their cars. I just—they could do no, no wrong, as far as I'm concerned, considering the you know, there's so few, aren't there? There's so few of them. But um, yeah. <laughs> Uh, interestingly enough, I was, I was just looking again. Every time when I get on, every time I go on the internet, I keep I keep going to CarBuyer and looking at the best electric cars because they keep changing. And Zoe's uh, back at number one again, the Renault Zoe. Um, I know it's got a, a bit of a. A lot of people have a bit of a problem with the, um, you know, the battery, uh, leasing thing, which some people don't like. Um, I, I don't. Start,
0: I don't like yeah. it.
1: Okay. They're all right. They're okay. It looks like an ordinary car, doesn't it? I think is the thing. I think I can understand why people like him. Yeah. It's a, it's an, it's you know it's only got a hundred range, hundred mile range, better than mine. But uh, but some of the highest spec models can do two hundred and fifty with this new battery. That's quite a lot, considering it only costs like twenty grand.
0: You're saying some of, the, two, some of the some of the yeah, Zoe's can do two hundred and fifty Yeah,
1: Yeah. There's a new one with the new battery upgrade. Um uh just, when was it? Just, just, just it was November or December, I think it was last year. They came out with it and I thought, damn, where the hell's that come from? And it's gone it literally doubles it. And I I think I think it's to do with these uh again it's these solid state batteries because they're so small, aren't they? They're really tiny compared to uh your your big E like the ones I've got. But yeah, apparently they will even put your home charger in <laughs> bless them. Oh dear. Uh, which is uh you know goes charges up i think it's twice as fast yeah. as your standard charge so you know for my car it would be done in 3 hours. But, and then but number 2 is the Ionic. it's popped jump straight in at number 2 so it's gone it's higher than the Teslas but i suspect it's only higher than the Tesla S which is uh which is a stunning car isn't it. And the S X, uh, they're all they're all wonderful, uh, because it's the Tesla costs sixty thousand quid. That's why. And the I three, yeah. I think the I three is number five, and the, the the Leaf is still there at number six, which is uh, I think is a bit of a shame for the Leaf because I quite like Leaves, I think they're quite good. Uh, but then and the Kia Soul uh, is uh, down there again. That's uh, I think it's because it's expensive, you know.
0: Yeah, I'm just looking at the Zoe now, and it's okay, yeah, sorry. I I had no idea that they had one that was going up to 250 yeah. mile range, which is,
1: I think is a pretty spectacular yeah. for a
0: right.
1: for a little one, Yeah. a little, you know.
0: That that is that's impressive. Um, so yeah, I didn't know that one.
1: Mm. I think that's why it's it's jumped up to number one, and it was like, whoa, where's that come from? But it's number one uh, now. Um, I've seen a few and I've read a few reviews on them online uh, from uh, the used car market and a lot of people like them but there's a few people are twitchy about the leasing of the battery which I think it has quite a long lease. I need to check my facts before I destroy poor Renault but um, I think the, the lease is quite a long lease and the cars that are popping up on Auto Trader and eBay uh, for around about the 5,000 quid mark. Yeah. Which is I think is a reasonable amount of money to pay for a second hand car that's three years old. Um, then uh, you know, you're paying fifty to seventy pounds a month for your lease, which I think's quite a lot.
0: Yeah, that's personally. I I I think I might have said it in a previous episode, but I don't get that myself. I don't understand it. Um I
1: understand why they lease them but I just don't agree with it. I just think it's well, because if if you're paying
0: if you're paying for the vehicle itself, even albeit six grand or so, um, and also the lease, I I don't I don't understand that because mm. um, with the leaf, I was offered the leaf. Um, they were, it was the end of the month, and they were really trying to sell it, and mm. they were offering it to me with. You were supposed to pay a thousand pounds for it up yeah. front. And they said we'll not charge you that. Yeah. Um uh, so I didn't wasn't gonna have to pay a penny up front. Um mm. and it was gonna come to two hundred pounds a month, uh for a mid range leaf basically. It wasn't top of the range mm. but it was mid range one. Um so two hundred two hundred pounds a month and that I think was Possibly three years. I can't remember exactly. Yeah. Um, so I can't, I can't understand the point in shelling out, say, no, um, six or seven grand well, plus playing. Yeah. The seventy pound a month. Um, because that's going to, well, I say I'll just see what six thousand pounds divided by. Well,
1: it's it's huge. Uh, I mean, um, 24. they use a thirty. 30-
0: so that's 250 pound a month basically for for a six grand car um assuming that it will depreciate a fair amount if you see what i mean but yeah having said that if you Still can buy money. if you can buy a 250 mile range for See
1: that's for what for fourteen thousand pounds
0: for fourteen grand.
1: <laughs> that's a, no wonder the number one. Yeah, because it's that, so competitive.
0: That, that's an extreme. That's a bit of a game changer. I haven't seen. Yeah. That, I haven't seen that. Yeah. that range before. Let we'll us have a look the... at the
1: Zoe. Uh, I'll I'll do some research for the next show if you wish. Yeah, yeah, uh, we'll do that um, um, because it's uh, it is a bit of a game changer. Yeah. it's, it's coming as number one, and uh, I. I, I I've actually seen a couple, and they are. I thought it just looks like an ordinary little super mini. You know, I know it's a strange looking design with you know the the back the rear doors don't have handles, that kind of thing. Slightly yeah. awkward, but you know the equipment level and uh, the it's uh, very competitively priced, and uh, with this new upgrade, uh, which is has a twenty two. The 22 kilowatt hour battery um, is removed and a 41 kilowatt hour battery is popped in Wow which is uh, pretty I think it's pretty amazing it but the price excludes your battery rental as I as I suspected so that's something for me to have a look at for us all
0: yeah and also um, the other thing to look at is how many miles they let you do within that lease so, yeah, that's um, the other
1: thing, isn't it? I think it's four thousand. It's not a lot. I think they only expect wow. you to do four thousand. Mm, that's wow, not a huge leaf, amount.
0: The leaf that I was looking at was actually, I from memory, it was ten thousand, which I thought oh, that's was good. pretty fair. Yeah, that wasn't on, right. that wasn't on the battery lease. That was just on right. this kind of entire car lease. Um, yeah, well, it's basically a rental for the entire car, isn't it? Yeah, um, if
1: you do it like that, yes. I think that's how you've got to do it because I think I I agree that it would really bother me a little bit. I think having to do a separate one. If I if I buy uh, you know a used if I buy a used car, I buy a used car and that's my car. I don't want to be paying if I buy a brand new car, sure. There might be things that go with a new car that you expect. And you know, if you're getting state of the art technology that's going to be replaced at a drop of a hat if there's something wrong with it. Yeah.
0: Fair enough, it's the mileage thing I mean if we don't yeah. obviously we don't know, but we'll find out for next week, shall yep. we yeah um, we'll, have a look. we'll we'll get all the gen on it and see yep. you know how many miles you can drive in it per yep. year um yep. if it's only four or five thousand y- miles mm. that oh, I'd have to say that doesn't sound too clever to me no, um, what's <laughs> the point of having an
1: extended range if you're not going to use it, yeah, so you know that's that's the that's the thing that would immediately doesn't yeah. seem. I mean, no I, logic.
0: I up until recently, I've been very low mileage um, in my cars. I've been like averaging about five and a half thousand, six thousand. Yeah, that's, uh, that's very pretty, good. Pretty low. Um, now, now that I'm doing a lot more for business, it's probably getting over ten thousand, ten, twelve thousand, something like that. Um,
1: yeah, that's about right. Though, is that's that's kind of average, isn't it? Yeah.
0: So the Leaf would. Just about have accommodated that had I got it. Um but um if it's much less than that it would have been a little bit little bit of a hamstring really.
1: Mm, yeah.
0: But yeah, we'll find out all about the Zoe properly next week and until then Yeah. Carry on charging.
1: Carry on charging. As Barbara Windsor would say. <laughs> Is she related to the Queen? Bob Windsor. Yeah. Oh, do you know? I don't know. I don't think so. Um, got the same. Surname. If she is, I feel a bit sorry for her if she is, though. She's got, got the same
0: surname. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. We'll, no e- we'll leave it like <laughs> that, shall we? Oh, <laughs> uh, I could. Uh, I. I
1: uh, yeah, I could just. No, I think I just imagine the Queen's face now. Just imagine her face.
0: <laughs> we are not amused.
1: No, mum. If you are listening, mum, we we do love you. <laughs>
0: Some of us. Oh, and on that. Well, <laughs> y- you know, you know, you know who had. Uh, we were talking about the splendid Sinclair C5. Oh yeah, yeah. You know who, who had those um, when they were tiny boys, William, no. William Windsor, and Harry Windsor. You're kidding. You know, Prince Harry and um, what to
1: just drive around the
0: house. No, the ground, the grounds. <laughs> yeah,
1: I was just saying. I mean, the houses are usually big enough to drive around, aren't they? You know, you need a car to drive from one end of the kitchen to the other. It's that big.
0: Yeah, I I, I read that somewhere. They were they uh they had. Oh um,
1: my god, that is so that is so odd. That, that's fabulous. They are. They are somewhere so. They are the
0: they they are the pioneers of electric.
1: They were transport. They were. And all these years, so and I didn't even know that. <laughs>
0: and they're related to Barbara Windsor and they're
1: related to Barbara Windsor yeah nah nah
0: alright right Right, and that's it cheerio (laughs) With
1: with that before we end up in the tower